Welcome to Inspire. In the next 30 minutes, you'll meet some people who are passionate about using their skills to bring good to life and about using the arts to make the world a better place. We hope you are inspired by what you hear. Welcome to Inspire. My name is Rich DeBose. I'm director of church support services slash creative ministries for the Pacific Union Conference. And I'm here with my co-host, Greg Evans. And we're here to celebrate creativity in the arts, especially as they have to do with bringing good to life and helping to tell God's story. Um, Greg, why don't you share with us who our first guest is? We've got two guests today. Uh, Gil Akdamia is our first uh, guest. He is a painter and has brought some of his uh, incredible art uh, with him today. And uh, Gil, we just met a little while ago, but I was real when I first saw your paintings, just it was a stunning visual to my eyes. And, and I really am impressed with, with what you do and, and the talents that God has given you. Why Thank don't you. you share a little bit about your story and tell us how, how long you've been painting? When, when did you start? What inspired you to develop this art within you? Well, actually, thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, what inspired me to uh, start painting, it, it was in 2012, I remember, uh, my sophomore year in high school. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I was, uh, it was, I think, a, a few days before winter break, my art teacher, she came up to me and she said, here's a set of paints. I want you to create something. Uh, give it to me. Uh, give me your creation after winter break and I'll grade you on it. And she gave me a set of acrylic paints and this was the first time I've ever used this medium. So it was, it was quite a challenge to me. Um, I've been drawing ever since I was a little kid. As a matter of fact, uh, every single time I come home from school, I would finish my homework, and then I would just draw, draw for hours. <laughs> and um, I'm impressed. I did, <laughs> I did mine before my homework. <laughs> <laughs> homework, yeah. Well, um, and I would actually sometimes I would get in trouble at school for you know doodling, doodling. on the yeah, doodling exactly. on my homework. Yeah. And exactly. I would turn in my assignments, and my teacher would say. Why are you drawing all over your homework? It's, it's a bad <laughs> habit. It's a bad habit of mine. But yeah, I fell in love with painting after my art teacher introduced me to that medium. And um, yeah, ever since then, I've been painting. I, I also, um, as, as you can see, I, I mainly paint cars. Cars, um, mm -hmm. I'm a huge car enthusiast, mm -hmm. if, for those who really know me. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I wanted to, you know, merge the two together, my passion for cars and my passion for art uh, together. And um, that's why... I, yeah, why don't you I, tell us about a couple, of, a couple of these paintings here? Okay, so um, the, the, the white Lamborghini right there, the one with the, the yellow and the gray accent, that is one of my recent paintings. And um, it's actually one of the first paintings I've... Uh, done on a larger canvas. I usually, I used to paint on smaller canvases because um, it, it, it was, um, it, it was basically the first, um, or it, it helped me start off basically. Sure. Your launching pad. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been, you know, growing, uh, using larger canvases ever since. And um, it's a lot of fun. This one, uh, this painting in particular, took me about two weeks to finish. And I realized that it's uh, the time to make uh, paintings on larger canvases uh, takes a shorter amount of time. Apparently, really? the, what yeah. is that? Well, um, it uh, requires, or actually, when you, when you're painting on smaller canvases, you actually have to use smaller paintbrushes, and it takes a little more time sure. to get the details in. Whereas if you're using a larger canvas, it's uh, it's it's uh, less challenging, I mm -hmm. guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I was struck by the yellow color uh, on that. It, it's not something you would normally see, but you're in, in your mind's eye as the artist, mm -hmm. uh, you surrounded this, this white car with... That is what really struck me when I first yeah. laid eyes on the <clears throat> painting. And how did you know that yellow would work? Because it... it you know, as a person that doesn't paint, I would think of that and go, nah. <laughs> uh, but it's really uh, beautiful. And t tell me, how, how did you test that? Or how did you, you know, because once you commit to it on the canvas, you either cover it up or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, well, with, uh, with this painting in particular, the Lamborghini, it, um, it was actually more of a, an experimental project I um I wanted to try something different I wanted to fuse a little hyperrealism and uh, a little bit of you know minimalism at mm -hmm. the same time and since Lamborghini you know Lamborghini is a big shouty car <laughs> you wanted it's a big flashy car as well very much yeah uh, you need you need something bright to sort of um to mainly make the car pop yeah. And I thought that yellow was, you know, the perfect color because mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. just like in your face, you know. Yeah. Did, did you paint that from a picture or did you, uh, well, obviously you didn't probably have the car in front of you. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish I, had, I wish I had the car in front of me. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. I would actually spend more time sitting in the car <laughs> than painting, but yeah. Um, Actually, I, I, I sometimes use reference. I take pictures um, and um, I look at it from my phone and then put it away and then just paint from there. And then try to do my own, you know, rendition. You know, I, I was telling Greg before this segment that I have an art minor and I took painting mm -hmm. uh, with <coughs> acrylics yeah. in college. And one of the things that they taught us early on was, especially when you're painting an object, like a vase or a bowl of fruit or something like that that they put in front of you mm -hmm. and ask you to, to draw or paint, is that you need to spend more time looking at the object yes. mm -hmm. than, you, than you are going to spend, you know, thinking about it. Yeah. In other words, uh, a lot of times an artist will end <coughs> up painting what they see in their head instead of the actual object. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's the challenge, the ongoing challenge of an artist who's really trying to replicate what they see mm -hmm. and maybe put a little impressionism into it yeah. and mm -hmm. give it some yeah. texture as well. Mm -hmm. Have you found that to be true? Uh, that yeah. seeing is so, the yeah. biggest challenge? Yes, it is. Um, I know for a fact that it's a lot more challenging to you know, look at an object or in basically in its form 
and rather it's it's a lot more challenging that way than you know looking at a picture on the screen because our minds um, take in the information differently so if you're looking at something on a screen it's flat so you your 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 brain sort of you know mm -hmm. it takes in that info a little differently whereas you're looking at the object in itself. I know that you have a passion for God because we talked yeah, uh, yes. um, at the Converge event yeah. the, mm -hmm. at your church a, a number of months back. Um, how do you see this kind of... Um, does this in any way uh, relate to your spiritual quest or your spirituality? I mean, the disciplines that are involved in, in making art like this, um, do you see any overlap? Well, actually, um, my parents uh, tell me to use, to always, you know, um, uh, use uh, your talents, your God-given talents, and share it with people. It, it's in a way glorifying, you know, God, mm -hmm. and um, it's it's also a lot of fun to. Uh, uh, meet other people as well who share the same passions as you. The same interests. Yeah, and the same yeah, interests. Exactly. It's, You're able to connect with yeah. car enthusiasts mm -hmm. and other artists mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. uh, like to paint cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way. Um, tell me about a little, a bit, little bit about the discipline involved in, in creating art like this. Well, the, the main discipline actually is um, you need to have a lot of patience. Patience is probably the key and the only thing that'll patience and um, patience and um, I guess a little bit of uh, time management perseverance as well as well as you need to love what you're doing so then the results you'll you'll get quality results but um, patience is actually the most important thing uh, it, That'll get to you through. Uh, that'll get you to your goal, actually. Greg, you you mentioned something that impressed you about these paintings. Uh, I, I I really did um, when I first looked at, especially the the picture of the BMW mm. with uh, the 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 orange and the the blues and the whites of that car. It's being driven in what looks like the rain, mm -hmm. and what I re was really struck with was how you paint reflections. And again, I'm not a painter at all, but I <laughs> read enough about painting that light is very hard to paint. And not just in that uh, picture, but all of uh, the pictures there are, uh, automobiles are shiny and they mm -hmm. reflect everything around them. Mm -hmm. And you have really captured that. And when I looked at the picture of the BMW, I saw the reflection of the spoiler uh, in, in that rain puddle <laughs> below. And then the headlights behind the car behind that car, you see those dual, that dual trail of headlights. I think that's really hard to do. Now, for me, any painting is hard to do. But for someone, even with your skill, is that more challenging or is it do you, do you find that comes easy for you I'm impressed with it when I look at it uh, but you think of all that and I mm -hmm. a non-artist or a non-painter mm -hmm. like me does not and that's that's what really strikes me with it I like to if 
If you notice in my most, well, in most of my paintings, I like to switch things up a little. Some I, I easily get bored with, you know, if I keep doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, you know, adding a little challenge um, sort of spices things up <laughs> in a way. And it also, um, it also, um, it tests your, uh, you know, ability to, to see things mm -hmm. as well as, you know, uh, be patient. And it, it makes you more of a better observer in a way, mm -hmm. I guess. I've always said, you know, if, if you want to make it look exactly like the object, you might as well take, take a, a camera, <laughs> take a picture of it. Yeah. Um, but I like that you kind of mixing it up and adding uh, some elements that thank you. Thank you. Yeah, are not necessarily there. Yeah. <laughs> you have a few more photos that uh, you can show us? Yeah, actually, I, the, this one right here, the Porsches, the two Porsches are actually one of my favorites mm -hmm. because um, the, the challenge here was trying to get, you know, the perspective of the car as well as getting the highlights and everything in, the reflections, the shadowing, the color, and as well as, you know, the, the sort of, you know, blue, mm -hmm. bluish filter, I guess. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, I'm a big Back to the Future fan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that who knows me. That is the me. DeLorean. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who knows me. This one, this one actually was commissioned by a friend of mine, uh -huh. and she gave it as a, she gave it to her husband as a gift, a birthday gift. And this one, right there, as you can see, the Porsche 918 in acid green. That's the, that's the color of the car. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's actually one of my favorite uh, hyper cars out there. And this one, uh, it's, um, it's actually one of my best friends, um, Camaro, uh, Chevrolet Camaro. He commissioned this as well. It's a 2015 Chevrolet Camaro SS with a 1LE package. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful car. And uh, he's done a lot of great things to this car. It's That's great. That's pretty great. fast, too. Thank you for sharing those. <laughs> I would yeah. be happy to drive any one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, we have another guest with us. And thank you so much, Gil. Thank you. Uh, this is, we could go on and on. Uh, it's a really fascinating subject for me. But uh, tell us about our other guest. Our other guest uh, today is Lolo Santosa. And welcome, Lola. Thank you, Lolo. Thank you for, for coming here. You create some incredible-looking uh, <laughs> creations here that, that are related to fashion, that are their clutches and handbags mm -hmm. and, and things. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what you do? Okay. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me today. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. Um, what I do is I run an online shop called Toko Toko, and um, I, I create and bring items from Indonesia that are fair trade, sustainable, and vegan as well. So the idea behind the creation is that, you know, we, we heard so much of the fashion world. I have been in the fashion world for maybe five, six years now, and um, there's a lot of unkindness in it, uh, but, my mission really is to bring kindness back to fashion because mm. we all wear clothes and we all carry items. So why don't, if possible, 
take this as a service, part of my service for, for God and for my community. So that's, that's the story behind it. That's the short story behind it. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. And how do you do that? I mean, I, I know you're, you're you know, trying to promote civility among people <laughs> who are in the industry, but you're, you're doing more than that. I mean, you're helping women who can't help themselves, right? Yes. So what I do is I'm from Indonesia, um, and uh, I, I, I love all of the traditional artisan skills that, that we have. Um, there, and these are skills that's been passed on generations since hundreds of years ago. These women uh, weave baskets, and, um, and they're, they're very durable. They're very long-lasting. They're amazing, amazing painters as well. So I, I went home last year um, in um, August, and um, I went to the village, and um, I met with about five or six women artisans there. Do you have any photos of that? or? I do. I actually do. Um, is it? How do I do this? Just hit the green one? Uh, this one right okay. there. I believe so. Oh. Oops. Yeah. That's... Okay. So these are the women that we work with. Um, there's a child there. That's my child. <laughs> that's my daughter. She's not part of the uh, artisans. <laughs> but I take her to our trip because I want her to meet with the women artisans and and learn compassion because the, the place that we went to, um, most of the women are farmers. These women, they, um, a lot, most of the younger generations don't want to do this craft anymore because it doesn't pay much. Uh, these women are making less than a dollar a day. So what I do is I go there and I pay them correctly uh, with the idea that if everyone is being paid correctly, then they can get out of poverty race, then they would be able to send their children to school or they would be able to, um, um, you know, just um, get um, food that are more nutritious. Um, and let's see, this is one of the women artisans that I work with. She's one of the, um, um, of the older ones. Um, as you get older, then your job really is just to, um, um, dry, so they cut the, the, the trees, the, uh, the leaves, and then they dry it overnight. And these women, the older ones, then just, they just create um, all this bulk of, um, of the straw so that they can weave it, the other mm -hmm. women can weave it. Uh, these women, they probably make a quarter um, a day if we don't pay them correctly. Um, this is also one of the older ones, and that's, that's basically what she does all day long. And it takes her about two days to, um, to create one kilogram of, um, of, these, uh, of these straw. For a kilogram, she's going to get paid um, about 75 cents, and that's two days of work. So wow. you see how, how this work is, you know, a lot of them are not really making what they should be making. That's uh, my daughter and I with the women artisans. Their place is um, in the middle of a paddy field, and I like to, to sit there and work with them there because and they, they tell me stories about their families, about their dreams in life. And um, what we do is we bring all of these items back to the United States, um, and 10% of our income goes back to the villages. So you see here the children here. This is a school in central Java. We donated 
fund to help them purchase pipes for the water because the closest, the closest water resource is about five kilometers of, of walk. Um, and um, so we, we have these and um, help them so that they'll be able to wash their hands at schools. And when we talk about clean water, these are not how, how we are here in the US. I mean, here in the US, we can drink tap water. For, for those villages, they still have to boil it but at least this time they don't have to walk as wow. far. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that really and is. so these are some of the products that they um, create? Yeah, so these are uh, the items that, um, that I design and they help create. Uh, this is from the village in central Java. This, um, these are clutches and this is for laptop bag. Um, and this, <laughs> this is, there's a funny story behind this because uh, when I saw this at the beginning, I asked them, what are these for? And they said, in the past, these are for men to put their tobaccos in. <laughs> 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 uh, so they asked me, do you want to do that? I said, no, we're going to make clutches out of them. <laughs> That's a better use. <laughs> so you yeah. designed them a little different. To <laughs> yes, I designed them a little differently. And then we, we learn as we go. Um, once once uh, I came back here, a lot of people really liked it, but they told me that it's a little bit uncomfortable to keep pulling and, um, and putting them back. So the next design, then we created this with the zipper on the top so uh -huh. that it will be easier for, mm -hmm. for the women uh -huh. and then they, they go and you know, enjoy their, their evening or they can put their um, items in here. Um, mm -hmm. And this is actually a different brand that I work with from Jakarta, but the uh, designer of it have similar mission as I do. So she also pays her workers correctly and everything that we use are eco-friendly because the whole idea is that, you know, this is this is a world that God has created for us and we and should be like good stewards, yeah, of, of, of mm -hmm. everything. And mm -hmm. therefore we wanna give beautiful things back the way that I, I think God wants for us to, to be as, as artists. And this well, item on the floor is. Uh, this is uh, this is the backpack that I, I I mean I daily use everything that that we carry on mm -hmm. the website. They're very durable. They're also um, Indonesia being a very um, well six months of the year it's it's raining heavily. So we want to make sure that our products uh, can be water resistant. That way you know it's it's perfect for our weather here in mm -hmm. in. Southern California. Mm -hmm. Wait, when you say you design it, I mean, mm -hmm. what, what does that actually involve? Uh, what it involves is uh, me looking at women around me <laughs> <laughs> and see, and, 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 and trying to figure out what are their needs? What, what do they want? What are their tastes? Um, what are their tastes like? And um, uh, being in, in Los Angeles, in sunny Southern California, a lot of uh, a lot of times, I think that people are very outdoors, um, and they actually want some things from the uh, element of outdoors to be in their daily life, uh, which to me is perfect because that's that's what uh, Indonesia or Southeast mm -hmm. Asia provides. It's that vibe of like you're being outdoor, you're being in the on the beach or being on the mountains, mm -hmm. and so I'm bringing all of that elements back into infusing a little bit of colors um, of the tropics. That's mm -hmm. why we have the uh, the flowers and the uh, mm -hmm. and the owl. Mm -hmm. That looks so uh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and we just bring 
as much happiness into it as possible. I'm not very good in drawing like uh, like Gil here, <laughs> but I have. I think I have a very good imagination, and so I just I sketched and then I send it to the women that are in the village. Um, I work closely with one as my project manager, and she then tells me in details. Oh, we can use this. We can use this, and then we just go back and forth um, through email uh, and text messages. Um, in, in the past, I did have language barrier because they speak of a dialect um, from Central Java. I understand it, but I don't speak it well. So the first few productions, colors were off. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it was it lost was, in translation. That's yes, what they call that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you ever design one with a race car, you know who's <laughs> right there. Yeah. yeah, kills your guy. We can coordinate the two here. Exactly. I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'm fascinated that these are uh, from palm leaves. Yes. And and. You described earlier a, a kilogram, which a little over two pounds, mm. which on a, on a material that's that lightweight, that would be a pretty large yeah. bulk of that. And that's yes. very difficult work, I would think. The intricacies and uh, some of the people that you showed us were, were older people and mm -hmm. that, that still have that skill mm -hmm. to use their hands in that manner. That's yeah. And you see the, the tight weaves on these, and yeah. it really is uh, very intricate artwork they're, uh, they're very yeah it's, uh, i agree they're yeah. very very talented people i look at them uh, i went to italy a long time ago and in in italy you know how each city seemed to represent um a group of artisans like mm -hmm. this area is good in this and that area is good in something i look in indonesia and indonesia is actually the same way each island has their own strength when you go to bali You'll see all of this beautiful carving and painting work. You go to uh, Central Java and you see all of this beautiful weaving and, and knit work that they do with, uh, with palm, uh, palm trees and straw. You go to Borneo and you see all this beautiful, beautiful wicker uh, rattan work, which is just marvelous mm -hmm. and, and mind-blowing. Um, but, but most of the artisans are not um, paid properly. And that's that's the issue. That's where there's you know it's a lot of. Um, I, I was um, talking to Rich last week about how there are so many middlemen in the in the trade, and um, so these these women, as um, as I told you earlier, they're being paid so low, and then these items get to the market, mark up so much that yeah. you and I are paying the prices that are actually not fair to the artisans right. and to us as well. Um, so they see you as an angel. Aww. <laughs> yeah, they in. do. Yeah, yeah they, they, you come in and, and treat them fairly, you know, and, and what a blessing that is. Yeah, yeah, there's so many uh, deplorable working conditions in uh, countries such as this, and so the fact that you've stood up and said, uh-uh, we're not gonna do business yeah. that way, very admirable, and that's definitely led by God. You know, we really see that here. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to, do you have a website? Do you have a... I do. I have a website. Uh, it's called tokotoko.us. And I also... How do you spell that? Uh, it's T-O-K-O-T-O-K-O. -O -O. Like it sounds. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we are also on Instagram because uh, everybody does everything on Instagram and we actually make uh, most of our sales on Instagram as well. Is it our, Toko Toko? Yeah, it's also tokotoko.us. .us, mm -hmm. okay. 
Mm -hmm. And so these items can be purchased through your website. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. And um, that, that's fascinating Thank that you. you've, you've found your niche. Yeah, and uh, it's actually now in in Los Angeles, there's a group of uh, women with the same mission as 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 I have. We we really want to um, treat people fairly, and um, um, so we we do. Um, I write for for another website called Fair Trade Fashion Show. I blog for them, um, and, and I write articles about other entrepreneurs doing the same thing and what inspires them and which cooperatives that they're working with. And it's incredible what these women are doing too because they work with artisans from all over the world the way the way that I do. And we really want to promote fashion with kindness, if, if you will. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's very good, fantastic. Greg. I think yep. we're at the very end here now. Yeah, I think and we are. And this has really been great. We always have more to say than we have time <laughs> for. That's right. <laughs> Uh, we'd like to thank all of our viewers that have uh, watched our broadcast today. Uh, as you see, there is so much diversity that can be done in the world of art and creativity. And we love being able to showcase those that are practicing that so well as Gil and Lolo are. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Thank you for being a part of this session. Find out more about Inspire at visitinspire.org or join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash visit.inspire. Until next time, remember, creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Art is knowing which ones to keep.